Imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. after it so we're gonna have an analysis later but the first part's gonna be just you know talking about the main ideas of this um tech story so i'm gonna go um go ahead and read it um swedish startup epicenter unveils rice-sized microchip implant that stores your covid vaccine passport under your skin and is ready with technology with technology used to make con- con- contact with payment epicenter showed off a rice-sized microchip that sits under the skin the microchip can store the person's coronavirus vaccine status. A device with near-field communication can access the information. This can be done by uh, holding a smartphone with a near-field communication over the chip, and the vaccine status appears on the screen. I also want to add, too, that this is not the first um, uh, encounter with this uh, startup. Uh, Epicenter also was responsible for, you know, I think back in 2018 is when they started. You know, using these uh, microchips for uh, was, ca- you know, uh, cashless payments. From fifteen, yeah, from when I remember in the article. Wow. So, and I know Al Jazeera also talked about it too. So, by the way, that's that that's the one from twenty nineteen. You should also look up at that that video. Cause seeing the people um, talk about the the microchip and how it's so convenient is an interesting, interesting to say the least. You know, you only see the good things about it. You don't see any other people's opinions on what they think about a microchip. Or maybe I just didn't see it, but I, I've seen mostly just people very happy that it's convenient and they're implementing it because of the, you know, the pandemic we're in. And, um, and you also wanted to talk about the article too. There was something interesting that you saw. Well, just... In regards to people's reactions to it, whether they think it's a good or bad thing, um, as a whole, it depends on the society that it's used in and the government. That uh, if the government has some control over it, if it's like a private company, even still, there's some risks there. But if the society is re- relatively peaceful and um, like. People are getting along well. Things are stable. It's more likely to work out all right, I think. But most governments, I feel, are pretty corrupt, and a lot of companies easily corrupt. And the I feel like there's a lot of risks there. And one thing in the article I saw that stuck out to me was this part here. It says, in 2015, the company announced it had implanted the microchip in more than 100 of its employees, which allows them to open doors, operate printers, or buy smoothies with a wave of the hand. And maybe I'm looking into this a bit too much, but the part where it says operate printers, it's like you work at an office and they... I feel like it could get to the point where you, you can't use certain like stationery and such without especially at this company, without having this implanted, it's kind of, it's putting too much trust and, um, too much trust into the company that you, you work for. There's already a lot of issues with privacy here with companies that people don't want them involved in their business. If there's like a, a digital record of every time you access a printer or do something in the office that it's pretty scary to think about in my opinion 
right. Uh, this is a can of worms, but I will want. I do want to add something that I think is interesting. Is that all of this is done for convenience? Like a man. Uh, That's what they say. Uh, okay, this is the part where the this is the part where you can if you don't want to hear our opinions, you know, sh- you know, shut it off. This is just the, the first part was the news. This is the part where we're, we're going to do an analysis, right? That you know, cynic analysis, watchdog style, you know, which is um. You know, imagine wanting convenience so badly for everything, you know, that you're going to put something underneath your skin because it's, you know, slightly more convenient. That's also something that to consider, too, that people are people just going to. This is the kind of the trajectory we're going with everything that, you know, you your convenience is so important that you'll be doing these kind of things. I don't even think it's about convenience, though, because even with convenience, you don't need to implant that into your body. It's not necessary. No, I understand. For, I'm just saying that's what the, the CEO said, the founder yeah, said. I'm just saying I don't believe him. I think it's more of a Trojan yeah. horse for other things, because it's. it's do you think? Do you think there's more malice behind what he's doing, or do you think he just? What do you think? I don't, you know? I'm not saying him in particular. I don't know who this guy is, but I think it's a, a, tro- a Trojan forced to introduce other things outside of just hey it's convenient and you can do it because why not just what's the difference between that and your phone why not just have it on your i guess but in a, a part of your phone it's just a little chip why not can it be something you you know the funny thing is that phones yeah there's so many different ways you can do it if you can implant it into your skin you can integrate it into somewhere else in life just as conveniently and not have it being so invasive because this isn't it's okay. not a, it's oh. not a medical device this is not a medical device this is just like containing data so it's, it's a little chip that contains the data about your records rice size by the way that's pretty small yeah okay this is the funny thing that he, he was saying the, the the owner as in like you know his pits for you to want to put this in your skin it's pretty much um you know just in case your phone runs out of battery it's always accessible to you so of course that's why we use this technology today next year we're going to use it for something else that fuel blood the microchips is directly beneath the skin and it's completely reversible and does not require a special phone app yeah again why not make it integrate it into like a phone case or something some sort of attachment doesn't need to go under your skin. Yeah, exactly. The attachment. Now, and the funny thing is, most people still have like, they still carry around little um, power banks. Yeah, I mean, there's so things. It's like there he's are he's things... creating a problem that I don't think even exists to begin with. Like, oh, in case your phone runs out of batteries, like, well, but the new iPhones have longer lasting batteries, really. So I only charge it like maybe twice a day if I'm using. It. And by the way, we use it for apps that consume a lot of energy. Yeah, that just power. To, to me it comes across as like a layer one and uh, maybe not excuse but like deflection like what why does it need to go <laughs> why can't it just be on the phone well because phones die but still like the next question be there's other ways it doesn't have to be like an app even if you want like a physical uh what, what are they, this is a n what do they call these n nfc it's pretty much an nfc Sort of. We're bringing up, uh, up bringing up the NFTs again, aren't we? Not NFT, <laughs> NFTs, <laughs> NFC. I forgot what NFC stands for. Oh, NFC. For. Yeah, near field no, communication. No, I thought you were bringing up NFTs. No, no, near field communication, NFC. It's essentially. No, so for a second I thought you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, near field communication. I mean, that's almost like kind of similar to Bluetooth technology. Yeah, it's pretty similar to that. Uh, so. It's like, but yeah, you can still use a tag though. You don't. That's the thing about it. And also, I mean, there's something deeper than this. And like before, they the whole reason that they started this company, from my understanding, was they they're doing it because they want the, they want because of convenience. They don't want to cast a society, right? But here's the thing with like people use cards anyway, so I don't understand how how that you know helping the situation. Like we need to. You need to have a little chip under your skin to pay for services more conveniently. But people have credit cards anyway. Yeah. And people use Apple Pay too. It's already on your phone. That's the that's it. That's what I, w- I would argue with him. I'm not saying that I think like oh he's he's got a plan and he's gonna he he has an intent to to do this because he wants us to be chipped so he can track us because obviously you can do that with phones already. But I just think it's like 
you know, going by his logic that it's for convenience. It's like, it's like one of those inventions that it's like, you know how you see those inventions that are really dumb? Not, again, I don't want to, this a lot of technology that's pretty fabulous probably went into this, you know, a lot of, uh, so I don't want to shit on his um, accomplishments. It's, you know, this must've been some kind of innovation that had to be put in this. But what I'm saying is that it's like, you know, you know, you see those little commercials and then the people are like, um, like dropping the popcorn and stuff and they have like, oh, this is a, a device in case you drop your popcorn, you know? It's like, but why don't you just, you know, get a table and, just, you know, lay it on there. Yeah. And like, even in, you know the, what I mean? Even in the article, um, says, according to Sorgeblad, whoever you say his name, the procedure is completely reversible and does not require a special phone app. So it's like, he's already putting it in like, okay, even if you're hesitant and you go through with it, hey, you, you can like, you can go back. You don't have to. It's not a permanent thing. But who wants to have to like have even like minimal surgery to get something removed from their skin? Why not just like? Tr- I I know I wouldn't want to just like, even if I was curious about this. And on the fence, but I wanted to try it out. It's kind of a hassle to have to like get it removed. Then why would I want to have to go through that? Yeah, exactly. And by the way, uh, there's other problems that we can uh, bring up. Like, what happens if you know you're you're swimming? How does it affect it? Is it waterproof? What how, how waterproof? What happens? To, are they you know what are the, any of the negative side effects of having that in your? You know what I mean? But, yeah, I'm assuming again, it's I want to be relate it more tough. to like the surveillance. Yeah, yeah, I want to relate to the surveillance state because I think it's again you mentioned privacy, and this is by the way a privacy podcast essentially, and that's um. It's a great thing to bring up because uh, the verdict was had an article on this too, verdict.co.uk, digital, and they they were saying like digital identities could be a solution to the privacy issues of a cashless society, which again, their technology began because they wanted to make a cashless society, which I find weird to begin with because it's like cards exist, cash is not that, it's not that inconvenient. People are creating a, a amount of a moho, you know, with, oh, I don't want any cash. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? It's just, I, I just find that weird. Like, I think this is a whole new level of technophilia. Just a small rant, by the way. But anyway, cashless transactions are the norm for Gen Z, but privacy is at risk. Gen Z has grown up with the operations of neobanks that challenge traditional practices. Global Data's 2020 Banking and Payment Survey found that over half of those aged 18 to 24 prefer non-traditional providers for their main current accounts. Think Starling, Monzo, or Revolut. That's in the UK, I think. However, along with the convenience, security, and budgeting benefits of, of a cash society, there exists one key dystopian element, surveillance. Privacy breaches are a threat from corporations, sovereign bodies, and hackers. This will pose a particular risk with authoritarian regimes that could trace, monitor, and infringe on its population's privacy. Again, I'm going to add one little note, because if you had told anybody about this microchip thing, because fun, funny enough, I was having a conversation with somebody who is usually civil, but they were they were bringing up oh you're one of those five G five G guys who think that they want to put microchips in your body I'm like no but I mean that's literally going on though I mean we told we were talking to somebody about this in public and it was like yeah man I like convenience but not that co- much convenience no exactly and and the point you made a bit earlier that's kind of what I was re- referencing in the beginning when I said like. Actually, whatever, I think you were reading an article. Maybe it was a different article than the one I read, but on the same subject, right? I'm going to post it in the bio. Yeah, it was different. Okay, because they, they talk about the risks of totalitarian governments, and that's kind of what I was referencing in the beginning. It's like if society is stable and they have a good relationship with their government, which so many don't, <laughs> it like sounds good on the surface. I, yeah, exactly. Like you're putting yourself at so much... It's like you're already like suffering from certain injustices or just totalitarian totalitarian behavior from your from your government this is just like giving them all the power they would ever need essentially exactly and it's like for, for you have to be a new level of again i, I don't want to use this word because it's kind of well, what i use anyway i mean you kind of a that you're a technophile as in a person who is enthusiastic about new technology, but like this technophilia that people have, the strong enthusiasm. And again, this relates back to um, 
our little spectrum, right? Our chart where it's like the very far right is technophilia, the very far left is anarcho primitivism, you know. We're trying to be in the middle and they like say, Hey, we don't want to be merchants of despair, but hey, there maybe maybe there is some benefits, there is some innovations being done, but we know we just want people to understand that there is also, you know, negative the Pandora's jaw with certain, you know, things. For every problem there's a solution. But also when there's a solution, all that solution might bring problems too. It's like an ever growing like I mean, the story of humanity itself, you know, but that's just something I, I disclaimer I want to give because I feel like we don't have to make this show into um, the merchants of despair, you know, because I mean, I, I like convenience. It's just like a critique on maybe how, why couldn't it have been done differently? But again, this um, article talks about um, perhaps blockchain-based digital identities could be the solution to the privacy concerns. And you're talking about decentralized digital identities, DID. So a new way of identity management that allows users to create, manage multiple digital identities. Control over data sharing is left to the user. DIDs also simultaneously solve the other big issues of a cashless society, those who have no proof of identity or under unbanked, which is interesting, or are under unbanked. By the way, that's the verdict article. Can still create a digital identity for transactions. However, there is still a long road until DIDs are perfected and met with comprehensive legal and regulatory framework. One thing is clear though, transparency from authority, authorities will be enough to secure a cashless future. Instead, trustless technology back systems are paramount. Yeah. Um, I mean, the reality is once guys, they, like, their go- the government gets their hands on it, you want this decentralized uh, sort of blockchain, but with the road of hell is good intentions, <laughs> right? It's always decentralized, right? That was the well, same thing with the internet. And now we know that Amazon controls 30%. What, I think it's 30. Maybe wrong. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was 30. 30% of the, the servers on the internet. Yeah. Do you believe you'll get the uh, ideal result from this? Or, again, in certain countries, it just won't be allowed. The government will have some involvement. That's a guaranteed that is a guaranteed, or they wouldn't allow the technology. If it was allowing privacy at the level of, like, um, pretty much, or at the level of uh, being and like about extreme privacy in a way, they wouldn't allow it. Like, if you're able to hide so much of your personal information and your data, and release it as like a need by need basis i mean certain countries already that's not okay especially if you've got things like credit court scores anything related to any sort of social credit score it it wouldn't fit in that system as they're describing it to protect uh people's individual uh privacy rights they're also i just want to comment on the um technophilia again i mean i feel like people this is like almost like people you people are becoming sort of almost like bug men at this point you yeah. know they're just like you know almost it, like it's... robot driven you know primarily by materialistic and superficial pursuits of shallow notions of, yeah. of status and financial gain like that's just my that's my my critique also just like it's it's almost like people will jump on any trend because it's convenient, you know. Yes, that's the thing. People will. It's that's like, a deeper issue than just technology. I think it's the mentality behind accepting this technology to begin with. Again, a philosophical thing. No, exactly. It's like same with people always buying the newest iPhone. You give someone the opportunity. Hey, we can put this chip in you. There's people who will just jump on it, just for the idea that they can be like an early adopter or something like that and and not think about the also, con- consequences or like what's the going consequences on yeah and funny enough the with the consequences some uh people are commenting on the on the article on daily mail the, about the um swedish star startup unveils the right size microchip by the way so people can research it that's why i, I talk i name it sprout king by the way said this on the top comment but this will eventually carry all your medical records. By the way, it was just a cashless payment to begin with. Now it's like used for vaccines. Show proof of, of vaccines because they're, they're requiring it everywhere. 
again, another rant is they said they w- this was never going to happen. Vaccine passports will never ha- will never happen. Digital identification of the of your of your vaccine passport, microchips, or even. But here we are, right? We would be out of a job if this did not exist. But guess what? It does exist. That's the observation. But okay, back to the comment. But there's a it's just so there's so much to unpack of this. It's like, oh my god. But anyway. But this will eventually carry all your medical records, criminal records, psychological state, bank details, et cetera, et cetera. It's not good. Hello to the dystopian future. Again, another thing that's interesting is the Apple on watches can monitor your heartbeat. There's so much technology that's so invasive, like, and the, the, the speed of which technology is made and, and the, um, it outpaces the, the, the government regulation that anyway, even if you wanted it to be regulated and say, hey, maybe you, for privacy concerns of a citizen, you can't have. You know, you know what I mean. No, it would. Uh, <laughs> it's funny enough. The people who it's, which is oftentimes the case. I believe a lot of the types of people who would advocate for it <laughs> would end up being victimized by it and complaining about it at the same time. Yeah, exactly. By the way, somebody referenced your your comment. And you, you actually said that the Swedish actually paid to have a chip inserted into their hands some time ago, which made life a lot easier. Ray banking, access to restricted areas without having to remember pins, nose, NOs, etc. This is all well and good if you know you can trust your government and police. I think the Swedish can. Fortunately for the majority of the world, it has been proved over and over again that the government of your country cannot be trusted. You will be very gullible and, gullible and taken advantage of. The thing you can trust them, sadly, the other government see what is possible due to the Swedes. And Joe Wolf's 1984 it looks so much more like documentary than science fiction. Yeah, it's kind of along the lines of what I was saying. That'd be... Exact, no, it's exact, pretty much exactly what your comment was saying. And um, it's, it's very ironic because we were discussing the Patriot Act uh, today, actually. If Wait, you had told somebody th- about be... the Patriot Act... <laughs> this would... If if you had this and the Patriot Act, this would, that would be the Patriot Act on steroids. Is <laughs> literally, oh yeah, the, exactly. but they already like Patriot Act got repealed, but they still they didn't stop doing uh, a lot of what the Patriot Act allowed them to do as far as surveillance. Well, now that the Patriot Act is, you know, you know, weakened, now you have private companies not essentially doing, uh, profiting off of, you know, surveillance capitalism. That's another topic for um, a different um, episode because there's a lot of nitty gritty details and, and profit models by taking the people's data. Usually it's technically at, with their consent, but when you have a block of information and, and it's a, it's a, but it's huge nag just to, here's, to even read it. It's just the issue, almost useless. The issue is they always find a way. Uh, for example, you know, like at certain schools, schools, uh, school districts will, will hire private companies to monitor students' social media behavior. And they'll just, like, like they do with algorithms, they'll troll keywords. But when they're trolling those words, they pretty much are collecting all of this data from these students. Got, it's gotten a lot of students in trouble, gotten students suspended, gotten students uh, expelled from school um, a lot of times without explanation because they don't need it due to like privacy related to their company and the work they're doing. Um, but they do this without consent of the parents without consent of the students throughout they're able to do it through just an agreement with the school district so it's almost finding you don't always have consent like by being in by attending that school you've pretty much given up your your consent automatically without even knowing it I don't think any student would know well, just like social real. media it's like you're technically yeah you're giving your consent but it's not really your consent because if you you know you're you're unaware of some of the things because they make it almost like a hassle to understand the terms of a condition. You know what I mean? Well, you think when you like register for for school, for example, at some point you sign off that hey, our school district uh, might hire a company to troll through your kids' 
uh, <laughs> online data and find out if they're doing anything suspicious that we, we might not like. Does any parent get that? I mean, if you, if, yeah, um, it, it just reminds me of that quote. What's the difference between rela- reality and a conspiracy theory? About two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you had told somebody this, I'm telling you, everything that is going on that we have normalized, but if you had told somebody this from like 50 years ago, they'd be like, um, what? <laughs> no, no, no that, yeah, Even you just telling me this thing. is like surprising. I remember in middle school, this was one of the conspiracy theories that they would eventually implant chips that would track and monitor like all this sorts of stuff, all this sorts about pretty much anything imaginable that will be tracked eventually uh, related to you. It's here. That, that A conspiracy theory. No, no one would ever allow that. No one would ever do that. Well, people have allowed it. People are doing it. <laughs> Not like 10, 15 years later. It's here. It's crazy to talk about 15 years ago. Now it's it's being normalized. That was a big conspiracy theory, I remember being discussed throw right back then. to the to the conspiracy theory on iceberg we we were uh, listening and talking about and, uh, yeah yeah and it, it relates to that so but i mean when when you think about that if school districts will hire companies to do this behind uh students backs um you don't think uh major corporations are already doing it for their employees you know they look you already know they look through your if they're about to hire you. Same with uh, universities. They'll look through your social media presence. You well, it's like that. It's, it, well, it reminds me of the story of Erotus, which, by the way, Erotus is not true, technically. But, again, conspiracy theories, even if they're not true, there's always an element isolated by itself that has, you know, truth in it. You know what I mean? As an uh, uh, Erotus probably isn't true. But, yeah, I know for a fact that, that companies will do this. Yeah, and do you, I mean, but even with the, think, with the with the with the enforcement, I haven't heard of any instances. About the but do do you think that? Go ahead. I don't know if you could hear that, but someone else was calling me, so there was like <laughs> a beeping sound. Oh, I don't know if that was coming through. The government end. telling you, "Hey, um, yeah, yeah, stop the show." <laughs> Stop the show. Stop. But the funny thing is that you can easily look this up. It's like people, that's, that's an issue for another day to speak about. But it's, it's like people are willingly doing this though. So it's like, can you really blame the technology? Can you really, can you blame the economic systems that profit but, off of this? But it's not always, schools? it's not even always willingly. Sometimes it's being done in a way that hides the public that it's being done for example like i mentioned with the schools i think that was yeah yeah, yeah. the as public i mean i'm just talking about specifically this article not that you know what i mean like Uh, sweden yeah but yeah that that is true there there is people who are doing it without almost behind yeah like closed doors so it's like for i i blame for the people who do do it i blame them you know, willingly. But for the people who don't, then that sucks because it's like, yeah, you don't want to do it, but it's like being done anyways. Yeah. And I mean, what can you do then? Yep, exactly. Epicenter. Epicenter is on the list. And this, again, it goes back to the, um, we also, okay, so we did two, bi- two of the major things we did in Watchdog was one, surveillance pandemic. Surveillance pandemic, as in, there's a pandemic going on, but there's also this pandemic that's almost like, not enabling, but like, it's a proxy to to promote even more of these technologies that are very invasive. Again, this is an example. There's so many others. Is this another one to the list at this point? So, but you know, I, I think it's important for people to know to be informed. Because like you said, some people don't know. People should know. People are unknowing, you know? If those people, if, those, if the students, I mean, if the parents of those students had known that they were doing that with their kids' um, social medias, uh, it probably would have had a lot of a, 
a lot more of a stronger reaction. So I do believe as much as, you know, we are talking about how people, um, you know, kind of blaming the people yeah, who, I, who I, are willing to do this. It's the, That's important. They're, they'll do that. There's people who will do that. And sure, if you want to do it, go ahead. But the greater threat is like the systems and um, bureaucracies behind the scenes that are operating and like uh, putting into place these sort of programs without notifying the public is where the real risk is. Somehow, legally, it seems they can get away with it. I can't speak to that exactly, but this is it's commonplace. The thing I mentioned with the schools is very commonplace. Not that you would most people would even heard have heard of it or imagine that'd be going on, but it's, it's very common. So, how can you, yeah, people are being subjugated by the system without even realizing it already. So it's and and on top of that, it's getting normalized within society without people realizing it. Because again, if this is something that gets, yeah. gets brought out publicly, hey, we're gonna do this. I believe <laughs> there'd be enough uproar across the board for this to get shut down. And I know we always talk about, hey, you know, why do we? Why should we care about what's going on in another country? We should only care about what's going on in our neighborhood. I still do stand by that statement, but I think, I think um, these in this case, this circumstance, these these technologies can be exported easily to the U.S. Yes, and I know who would be the first cities to adopt it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we we know who it is. We know what cities would be the first to adopt it. And by the way, the the secretive component of this is not that that um oh, strange. Now that you mention it, because Again, for example, Clear, Clearview AI. We talked about this during the surveillance pandemic series. Um, there, was a, there was a secretive company that, you know, I wouldn't say it was going to end privacy, but they were, you know, Hoi, whose name was Hoi Ton Thach, you know, Australian techie and the two, he had the, the groundbreaking facial recognition app. You know, you take a picture of a person, upload it, and get to see public photos of that person along with links to where those photos appeared. The system with the backbone is a database of more than 3 billion images that Clearview claims to have scrapped from Facebook, YouTube, Venmo, and millions of other websites. It goes far beyond anything ever constructed by the U.S. or Silicon Valley giants. So the reason why I'm bringing, black, uh, bringing uh, Clearview AI from the black, from the darkness, because I know we talked about it a long time ago, is because the thing is, is like, it's like what you said. You you know you assume that a private company, you know, it's a little bit better than if the government had it. But the thing is, there is a we also ha, would cannot omit the fact that there is a marriage between big tech and big government. Pretty much, again, a lot of again, I think Clearview AI was donating to a certain campaigns, political campaigns. Again, Cambridge Analytica as well. There were politicians use that um yeah. bought up the information that Cambridge Analytica gave it so it's like You've we got, can't even separate it at this point yeah. I, I would say it's it's you got big tech you've got the media now oh yeah and the media can oh, I forgot to bring them up because they can always spin it as look how look how amazing this is and they're you know they're donors again these companies companies are like you know they sneak a few million and say hey this is a great technology. You should promote it, you know? Yeah, and, and that's where that's where I'm getting. So you got big tech, you got the media, you got medicine, which is like pharmaceutical companies, and you've got the military. Like these institutions all, I think, communicate in some way or another or work together in some way or another behind the scenes. Once this technology, something like this, this uh, implantable chip, which is going eventually be moved to including um, your medical data, and that's our, then that's uh, already a, a, a stronger bond between then big tech and medicine. Like once these are like almost more tangibly tied to one another, these institutions, I think that's where it gets really dangerous to 
to manage their power. Because already I think they kind of work in, there's evidence to show that they work in lockstep behind the scenes with how like once, it seems like once uh, one institution says one thing, it's almost like, okay, the media will back them up. A uh, big tech will back them up. Okay, then now the, the medical community will back it up across the board. And it's like, why are they all kind of saying the same thing all at once? Unless I mean, also, by the way, of, even, even if you... some sort of communication going on, it's not like, no, hey, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, but once you combine those into a particular technology, then, I mean, the power that they hold at that point, because at that point there there is like more blatant communication between uh, these groups and your individual sovereignty. I think that's where it becomes a, a much larger concern, or it should be for people. Oh, the, but the interesting thing that you you brought up was um, you know concerning the um, pharmaceuticals. It made me. I know it's not technically connected, but it reminds. I was remembering when we. When I was in biology in high school, uh, our teacher was talking about how the Human Genome Project is going to be great. But you know what's interesting is that he was a very, he he did his master's in Harvard. Very cool guy. I forgot his name was Samuel. Uh, I, I'm not sure, I'm not going to say his name actually. That's you know privacy concerns actually. He I just we'll just call him Sam. Sam was cool guy, very chill. He was kind of a Miami surfer dude, and he was. Um, Somebody who's like a part of a cool project that has to do with uh, ocean research. And I remember when in his class, he was talking about the human genome project, you know, the great things about it, what it could do for humanity. But also, he talked about confidentiality rights to such information, you know, the ownership of genetic data and how, you know, the privacy issue and confidentiality of genetic information, all this stuff, like, People, when they teach something, they should teach about, you know, the impacts too. You can't just say, oh, this is a human genome project. It's an amazing thing, right? You also have to talk about the unintended consequences and ramifications. Like if you admit that truth, you definitely are, you definitely are paid off. That's a big giveaway. If you are fair, unbiased, and you have mitigated, you know, all these, you know, conflicts of interest, then I can trust you if you are able, you know, you're humble enough to say that, yeah, there are privacy concerns, but we're going to try to, you know, do something with it, try to solve the issue, or even though probably that's still like a false promise, but whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, they want to move forward and progress without addressing privacy. That's why, it, as a lot of people hate the idea of incrementalization, where it's like things are, you know, small steps. Do you know what I mean? That I think that, you know, it should have changed. Change is inevitable. But, you know, if you do it, so you know, slowly but surely, not like a rapid change that's so quick. I mean, I think you can have a rapid change in a short amount of time if, if you're in the conditions in which you must, you know, must do it, which I don't think is that common depending on the situation. Gradually, you know? Well, when, that's not possible with technology, though. And again, that comes back to Ted the Menace. Yeah, we saw him on. Hello? That all the years of incrementalization. Hello? Hello? I was losing you a little bit. You hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, so okay, so talking about incrementalization how good and we should do it. But I think we're at a point where it's like technology is moving so quickly and rapidly, like Ted the Menace said, that it's like you can't even do incrementalization or gradualism if you wanted to, even if you had the political will. Because I think one one issue is, again, political will and the will of the people even caring to begin with, which both of them are not going to happen. But, you know, hypothetically, even if we lived in a world where it's perfect and we had political will, we had unity, and then people cared about these issues and the, the issue at hand is it's like it's rapidly changing so much that it's just like we can't even keep up with it yeah uh technology is outpacing um Almost, the ability yeah to be managed 
I'd say. Yes. By. Exactly, but you know, ideally, I think it should be even sensible, the, logical mean, incrementalism. It's kind of assumed that it's not even anymore, uh, but for a while, it was assumed like tech companies are doing right by the the technology that they create, the um, services that they offer. But I think, I mean, with documentaries like um, uh, was it social uh, social network? Ne Social Network? What is that doc documentary called? Wait, say that again? The With the red hair, the ginger guy. Oh, are you talking about the guy from The Social Dilemma? Social Dilemma, not Social Network. Yes. Um, yeah. I always forget his name. I do, too. But I think he, uh, him as an, his activism and advocacy is a lot... I agree with his, you know. I think he does it in a fair in a fair way. And I think something most people can can agree upon. Like it's not even just privacy at this point. Privacy it's just it's more it's even about like but what they what have they done and polarization. Even after him coming out and making that documentary, what changes? And that was about uh social media companies. What changes have they made to improve upon the issues you brought up? Yeah, that's the thing, though. Yeah, nothing. Uh, <laughs> as much as I do believe people should be informed, it's like at the same time, sometimes it's a it's kind of an uphill battle. It's like fighting against gravity. It's like you you have to either under you have to understand one. Of, there's multiple issues there. You got like philosophical issues. You got issues like privacy issues. You got technology related issues you got to understand at least one of them in order to have some concern most people are just i mean it's getting back to this article why are we offering these chips just convenience at the end of the day so many people if it's convenient that's enough <laughs> consequences be damned yeah exactly that's a, that's the that's the thing man um what are the changes that can be done? Because the thing is, is also there's so many that we, there's, we, this is the thing, the stuff we know. There's also the stuff we don't even know and the stuff we know that we don't know and the unknown unknowns, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, oh, exactly. So much already is going on. This is just an iceberg. This is the a tip, a tip of a tip of an iceberg. Because even like for example, like privacy, there was privacy concerns with the red light cameras. But you know, hey, happy ending. Some states, you know, they understood this because some people, and I do believe that some some people can make a difference. I don't want to be again a merchant of despair, but a good a good example is people you know, banned them in some states. Like, hey, no, no, this is a privacy concern because you know there were issues with. I think private companies wanting to to profit to profit off of the data that was given to them because of the um, red light cameras, and I think some of these pro these red light cameras were owned by private companies, something of that matter. And also the fact that it wasn't that accurate; it didn't even like increase. I mean, it lowered like certain crashes, but it increased others because of the red light cameras. But this is some something to throw in there, you know, because. You get, you know, I think when it hits your bills, I think people care too. Yeah. You know, I think it's like if it hits somebody hard somewhere, like in their wallet especially, I think they'll understand. Not saying that that's going to happen, but I think that's the only way where people could care. It's like if it, it affects but, them so directly that they can't even like ignore it. it. It will though. It will. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about implantable chips. Um with all the data about you that eventually it will include, if there's no uh, decentralized blockchain technology integrated in it that protects you against your data just being pretty much open to whoever has access to it and you can't put up walls or barriers to access to certain information as you see fit, then um, powers it be, whether it be the private company that owns the technology and the service or the government who has 
might have control over the technology and the service. Um, let's say you do something wrong or you are subject to an investigation or uh, you do something wrong at work, if it's related to your work, <laughs> and you immediately get certain access shut off, shut off, then that's when you start to... Maybe <laughs> memes are the... Memes would help. We have to make memes about this. When, People then will understand. What was the... That reminds me of... What was the one meme? When, uh... Gosh. Oh, what was it? Oh, I sent it to you. It was in the last few weeks. It was a meme somewhat related to this. But it, it would be something like... When you clock in late at work and your employer, like, shuts off your access to, <laughs> I don't know, shuts off your access to be able to get a cup of water from the water dispenser. Something <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that, uh, yeah. It kind of... But who, who, could, who, who knows when, what when they they're do? Using a, when you're using a tracking... Well, here's the thing, though. Here's something else I want to add, too. If they start using this on prisoners, that's, that's, because that's where they always start. When they, when they start using these chips on prisoners for other, you know, other nefarious reasons, that's when you got to get concerned because they always will test it out on prisoners because they're, those are, you know, I guess the rejected people of society and it, anything goes. It's like people don't really care about prisoners too much. Again, some of them are convicted criminals. They are killers. They are horrible people who should be there but but you know still like, forcing, you know what i mean what i'm trying to say either forcing them to use it or coercing them into using it both are wrong like there's a lot of stories coming out um related to covid for example where they were not allowing prisoners access to certain things we're not allowing them to like have haircuts or things like that if they didn't get the vaccine. So if they did something similar with like a little implant, like, Hey, you don't have to get it, but if you don't have this, your life's going to be a lot more miserable in here. <laughs> That's not right. It shouldn't be allowed. Again, uh, people hate the idea of the slippery slope, but the slippery slope doesn't care whether you think it exists or not. No. Again, and it, it's funny because the, the reaction to that some of these stories I remember hearing, and again, this this is why I'm, I'm harsh on people because when they say things like, but it's important to sacrifice a little bit of freedom for the greater good. It's not a negative thing to, to, to sacrifice freedom. And, you know, we have that quote. And maybe we can end, it, end this episode with that quote. Um... If you sacrifice a little bit of your freedom for a false sense of security, you'll lose both, and you deserve neither. At the end of the day, yes. <laughs> yes. Something to live by. If you can remember that, if you can remember that quote, uh, believe in it, stand by it, and then we'll be all right. <laughs> well, there's another quote, too, by the way, I, I want to I say before we um, finish this is, you know, that wasn't a quote, but more of an idea that, again, even imagine the people you despise the most. If you wish upon him the worst, the worst can be done to you as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm, another one to live by. Both of those are yeah, good. Yeah, because this reminds me again of the next episode that we're going to talk about. And it's just like censorship. You know, people are pro-censorship. It's like, huh, well, it's happened to the other group, so it's not happened to me. So it's it's good. It's happening to my enemy. And that's the, the next, um, I'm giving a little sneak peek for the next one. Is that uh, for Watchdog. relating to a recent case? <laughs> yeah, we don't name names on this podcast. We don't name names. But yeah, when you're happy, something's but you know who being, it is. being used against someone you hate. Um, and then you find yourself crying when the same... Uh, rule or <laughs> same rule is applied to you 
Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. And again, it's a matter of philosophy. A lot of these issues, as I said, you know. That's why think I... about it logically. It's an issue of values, in my opinion. And when you're in a very so not just technology, but the way that people react to these technologies, what they what they're brought up with, how they think about the world, how how much radical action, I guess. I don't want to say radical action. I think that's again, I don't use that term lightly because I think it's it brings you know reminds me of a certain group that I don't agree with, but I, I it's there might be there might be forcing the hand if. If something, you know, they, they do create a technology in which people cannot even be in the center about it. Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. I don't know if you saw the most recent uh, South Park episodes, like the COVID ones. Where they, they, oh, yeah, I did. They live in like a, yeah, essentially a dystopian future. Well, where... I mean, if you're, okay, if, if you have to pay $15,000 a year because you're unvaccinated, I mean, don't people in Europe always complain about that, people in the U.S. That was, having that was to pay? Austria, right? I, uh, yeah, right. Austria. <laughs> don't they always complain about people like, "Oh, uh-huh, you funny Americans, you have to use three months of your of your of your wages to pay for a, for an ambulance because you don't have free health care." It's like, then everybody should be mad at this. Then this is not even a matter of politics or, or political issues. It's about being consistent with what you believe in. Again, that's why I call it a matter of philosophy. Aren't these aren't these the same criticisms you had had about us about our system? Then why not apply to the problems that that some that some of your countrymen do believe in? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's also a my body, my choice thing for those people who believe that. Yeah, again, again. So if people believe in my body, my choice, with you know the autonomy of a woman, you know, or what you know. If you, I'm not saying I'm not going to say whether or not I believe in that. It's not, it's not the point. But if you believe in that, that then you should believe in that too, because you know, it's in line with your reasoning. Why would you go against that? You know. And but there are some people who are very consistent with it, so I give them props for that. But for the people who aren't, then yeah, I just find that strange. That's it. That's the, the observation I had. Yeah, that, I think that's. Uh... Are we? Are you? What was that? And like, you know, what? How much are we running on, by the way? We're at fifty-two. We're at fifty-two. So, sorry about that little tangent at the end, guys. But yeah, I'm pumped up for the next episode because I think, again, Watchdogs is tech, but I think half of it should be analysis too. You know, I don't want to make this boring. I want to relate it to things. So if you if you got peed off a bit at that, it's like, hey, sorry, it's our show. But you know, if you are excited about it, I think that the next one's gonna be just as spicy. Give ready for a lot of any other any other final thoughts. Get ready Uh, for a lot of hot and spicy takes. I'm I'm going all out next episode. No filter. Oh yeah, do it, do it. (laughs) I mean, why not? It's just like I don't want to make this like I don't want to self censor like you said. You know, it's my ideas. You know, if people have something else to comment on, sure. I I I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of disagreements, but But, that's the point of this, right? People might. Yeah. At the end of the day. So parabellum. Uh, just really quickly. Like implants, they can offer so much convenience. They can offer ease at, in so many different areas of your life. Actually, help out a lot of people. But at the same time, you should also consider the dangers that could come with it, all the risks of what you're giving up in privacy being used against all I'm you. All I'm saying is yeah, it it should be a balance, and so you shouldn't. Th- this is the problem with the uh, polarization, because it's usually it's these are somehow almost always, at least in the political space, very polarizing topics. People will be on one side or the other, because you can no, s- but you it's can not. S- you can spin it as a health thing. If it gets spun as a health thing, if it gets spun, it could be spun as a political thing. It can be spun as like a safety thing in so many different ways. So you'll get people who are polarized to the point where you cannot discuss the the risks, the legitimate risks and the legitimate benefits. And if you have people on both sides 
discussing these ideas, you will come to a better overall conclusion and solution of integrating these t types of technologies. Because if no one's talking, people are just like fighting each other and going along with well, I feel like that's what they what. I'm not saying that they're planning it, they're plotting it, but the it does benefit them for people to be at each other's throats while they can do whatever they want in the background and just keep you know reap the rewards and profit. It, you know, it's easier to get away with certain things because, like, you you, you might be like. One side might think the other side's uh, either wrong, silly, ridiculous, stupid, crazy. I don't know. They don't like them, but what they need to understand is that but there, there is not a, there, the, the point. And, and some people will be against it. There, there's the people who are against it completely. I do not want this at all. I think there's no good solution when you when it comes to implanting technology in your body. It's just no, no, no very difficult to deal with those people. Then you have the people who first day the tech opens up, I don't don't even tell me what it is. It's going to make my life easier. Put it in me. <laughs> You've got these groups <laughs> on both ends and then there's a bunch of people in the middle. I think the majority is in in the middle. But <laughs> to get to the best overall solution for the people, you need to discuss you need to be a, Everyone needs to be at least somewhat cynical, and you need to discuss the best overall way to integrate it for the people. Like you, you're not going to just, like, ban it at a certain point. Uh, not that I can foresee. Yeah, no, people need to be aware, but people also be, have to be a little bit distrustful, not be so naive and give away your um, all of your trust. Because, again, these people do have interest. Okay, but the... The, it's almost like, but you're you're either you're either just like all out pro it. If you're like reading comments, if you read comments on this stuff, if you read people discussing it, it's almost the conversations is either all out. For, actually, most of them seem to be just like this is leading to dystopia. Uh, but on the other side, oh, this is great. It's going to help so many people. There's so much in the middle is where the issue is. You need to hash out the middle. <laughs> That giant chunk of middle that no one seems to want to be discussing. Well, another final comment. It's just like I was thinking about this too today. Um, tech, there's too like I feel like people don't don't like um, when you, what is it? I think even um, some another podcaster was talking about this, but it's just like extreme cells. You know, like moderate. Um, independent, centrist ideas and topics that usually don't sell sell well because there's not an emotional connection to that it to that um take. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But if you have a very extreme take, a very on anything, people are more likely more likely to give attention to it because of its the nature of it, of how radical it is. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, but that doesn't because what what does that, like, I think for people the, like what, end, what sounds more fun? I mean, incrementalization, gradualism, you know, small, small changes, unity, or, hey, this way or that way. And it's very, like, marketed as something, hey, you know, out there in your face. Like, true. oh, this is the most amazing thing possible. Or it's like the other one's like, oh, this is, the, this is literally 1984. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, and it could be. It could be either or. <laughs> it legit could be. But, yeah, that is true, though. <laughs> that's the thing. It, either, uh, it could be either either or. That's, that's the thing. But <laughs> Which I'm leaning to towards a little bit more to like this is nineteen eighty four. I don't see that too many benefits as we have discussed in this because it's like there's so many other technologies. I mean there's air tags. I mean why can't you just put it on your on your belt? Same. There's too many viable alternatives. Put it in your pocket to uh, Again, you know, it's just that's the thing that we are have reached the verdict. This is literally nineteen eighty four. This is so, I mean, if people, I'm that meme. the article you read was good because it talked about, okay, if we're going to go through with this sort of technology, how do you um, maintain uh, individual privacy and sovereignty over our data? If it's within this chip and it can just be read by whomever has a phone to scan it and like they, they can just freely scan it and see, they shouldn't be able to, even if it's for a COVID passport. If I don't want my COVID passport to be readable, 
I should be able to close it off to everyone. Pandora's jar. You open it, you 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 do not see. But yeah, yeah, that's the the benefits of what's coming out of the jar. They just want to. They just want to open the floodgates to this technology, and it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Like the technology can be cool, it can be useful for so many things, it can be great for so many people. But at the end of the day, if it's not leaving the final say of who has access to this data to the individual, it's bad for me. Uh, it's a no from me. If I can't prevent anyone I don't want from having access to it, I don't want it. That's where I stand. Okay, I, I know I keep saying final comment. Like, this is a <laughs> meme. Oh, Gene said final comment. That means 20 more minutes. Yeah, okay, that is true. But it's like, again, this is coming from somebody who is kind of in this realm of studying this tech, you know, some of my classes relate to this, and some of yours do too. I mean, one of yours yeah. did, right? Yeah. Um, again, man, I'm just thinking about all the pe- people laughing on the dark web who's like, who are ready to, to sell this, sell your da- data like they always do. This, you know, chuckling, and they're like, <laughs> what a bunch of idiots, you know? Can't, re- can't, can't wait to sell all this it's data on, people, online. People don't realize the, the, fucking, the, 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 ex- dark, the dark web data brokers. Sorry, you know, the dark web data brokers. Like, if you, you have to understand a little bit of darkness to understand the reality of the world, you know? Yeah, the but- world just isn't this little place where it's like, oh, it's all happy, happy utopian sunshine. You know, we're going we're gonna to live in this uh, technoscopic, uh, technological utopia. No, man, there's going to be a lot of people using this negatively. I'm sorry. Yes. Already people are using it negatively when selling your data, not just corporations. Not just people in the government, not, not just people in the government using it for moral control, but then you have other individuals who are criminals, cyber criminals, who can who have a wet dream just thinking about all this data that they can sell to people. Yes, people in general don't understand the extent of cyber crimes going on out in the world. Like essentially, it's like almost like you have to get affected by it to even like understand it but that shouldn't be the way it is though it's like hey you maybe you should understand that this technology because there are you know i mean you don't have to experience it because if you once you you're gonna cry yeah it's because it, it's not a, you know what i mean it's not it's a like giant leap like who, who they don't know what they're they're playing with they're not they're playing with fire once they play with fire they get burned then they start crying it's like but i told you not to do it were, were, were people, it's like the, the wake-up call. It's not even a wake-up call, but just like the realization from a lot of people when you're using like uh, Instagram and then you see an ad for something you just talked about. Like that was like a meme or a joke for a while. Like people did not realize they were consenting to, hey, I'm going to listen to you. Hey, I'm your phone. I'm going to listen to every conversation you have and try and cater ads to you. Hope you don't mind. I didn't. I don't remember ever signing off on that, but <laughs> I mean, people just click. Well, again, um, for every problem, hopefully that you know, hopefully there's a solution. That's that's the way I see it. Again, that's what we were talking about the other day. That but hopefully there's a technology there's... where they can make this make this uh, these uh, disclosures, these uh, terms of service, a lot a lot more digit more um, legible. Also, not just like. The terms of terms of the agreement for um, private companies like Instagram and stuff like that, but also just bills in general. They need them because otherwise, um, people's they abuse people's a uh, demand for convenience. Exactly, and looking at you, Bill, Bill for the coronavirus when we when streaming was illegal. When Disney said that that, that streaming is illegal and that we're going to prosecute them and that fit in the what was that? You cut out a bit. That's... I was just saying that I, I I'm looking at Disney when they um you know they snuck in that that uh, little little bit of information a little I don't know what you call it stipulation oh, in, into the, uh, in the, the bill, uh, coronavirus bill. Isn't that crazy? What does that have to do with it? <laughs> They're like everyone's gonna be no, home, the and I they're gonna be streaming. You have to understand hidden interests at this point. You really do. Like people don't but want to, but it just... for, yeah, people like listening to that 
audience listening to that in a coronavirus relief bill, Disney somehow <laughs> got you you can explain explain it exactly, but they're essentially they put in to the coronavirus coronavirus relief bill their ability to prosecute anyone who streams their services illegally, correct? I mean, there is more nuance to it from what I heard, but the the bigger issue is more like the fact that they hit it and that it's still unrelated. Even though it's like, it is bad, but it's like not worse because I heard that just people who, they're just, uh, they own the torrent site. Yeah, that's that's the point I'm trying to make is that has nothing to do with COVID. Zero. Why was yeah, that in exactly. a coronavirus relief bill? Why is anything to do with Disney and their streaming service in a coronavirus relief bill? 100%. And by the way, I'm going to link this. I have to, I'm going to have to link all this stuff, by the way. Because when it's one of these kind of episodes where we have you know, been talking about all these things, like I want people to read about it. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Any other uh, final, final words? I better not, or else this will just go for another hour. So. <laughs> okay. We're going to end this then.